Hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope and pray you're having an amazing Saturday. It is such a beautiful day here in San Diego. My husband and I took a little trip to Coronado Beach. If you live near here and you've been there, you know how beautiful this beach is. It was voted one of the top 10 beaches in the U.S. Uh, later on today, I will post some pictures onto our, our Facebook page, Westside Ministry San Diego. So if you follow us, be sure to check those beautiful pictures out. It is just so amazing what God has created that we can enjoy. But uh, I want to thank you all again for, for tuning in. You're either listening to the podcast, Westside Ministry San Diego, or you're listening to Family 1340, WBLB AM, or 107.5, The Lighthouse FM. I thank you again for joining. Today I want to talk to you about your pathway in life. Not the job you do or your family, but the path you're on for your destination after you leave this earth. Matthew 7 verses 13 and 14 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. Only a few find it. While I was praying this morning, I was asking God to guide me down the path that he has for me. As I kept talking to God, I envisioned a path that was grassy, with dirt patches scattered throughout. The path was not wide. Two people could stand at arm's length apart, and even that would be a tight fit. The grass was a bright green, and on the sides of this path, the grass was a little taller, like someone had mowed the pathway down. The trees were so tall they seemed to reach heaven. A cool breeze blew through my hair as the trees shaded my path. I could see the sun breaking through at times. It was a beautiful day. There were only a couple more people than me on that path. But then there was a road a little ways away from the path, and I could see it through the trees. There were bunches of people on this road. It was paved, it was wide, and it was long. Some were running, some were walking, some were riding bikes. Everyone was smiling and seemed to be having fun. There were no trees to cover this road, so the sun was beating down on all these people. Sweat was pouring off of them as they continued on their way. As I focused my eyes back to my path, I could see a large white house ahead. It had a large front porch with beautiful flowers surrounding that porch. The yard was large and manicured. It looked so peaceful. All of a sudden, I could hear screams coming from the wide paved road. I looked over and I could see the road abruptly ended with a ravine below. People were falling over the cliff into this ravine. This one man could be seen riding his bike as others ahead of him fell off the cliff to their deaths. It was as if he could not hear their cries or see that the road was about to end. He rode his bike right off the cliff as others did the same right after him. 
he and his bike got separated. As he looked at me in bewilderment and fear, why, why? God, can't they see what's coming down the road? This man's eyes had so much fear and so much anxiety as he is pummeling down this 200-foot ravine. I mean, the, the cliff was so high that you could barely see where people were hitting at the bottom. And I could not understand why these people just kept going one after the other, after the other. Some were screaming loudly and it echoed through the mountains, through that valley as they were falling to their deaths. But the people right behind them, it was as if they couldn't hear a thing. They were still talking to others that were walking beside them as if they were talking about what they were going to fix for dinner or, you know, what they were going to do tomorrow after they took their children to school. It was as if they couldn't, that they were blind and completely deaf, but I knew they weren't because they were talking to others around them, but they would fall into this cliff, over this cliff, into this ravine one right after the other. Why, God? Can't they see what's coming down the road? Why are these people all falling off of this cliff? Why don't they see what's happening to the people in front of them so they don't end up at the bottom of this cliff? And God says they do not have eyes to see. They do not believe. And I thought about that for a while. These people live for themselves, what they can get out of life. They're not thinking about their eternal souls. They go about their day not giving their forever destination a thought. They're thinking about groceries and dinner and maybe going out on the weekend with their friends or taking a trip somewhere. They're not thinking about when their last day could be and what will happen after they leave this earth. You know, our souls within us will still be alive when this fleshly body dies. We have a soul and a spirit, and those will always remain forever. Our bodies will decay in the graves that we're laid in, but our soul and our spirit will be taken from our bodies to one of two destinations either heaven or hell. But every day, hundreds of thousands of people all over the world die without Christ and end up being separated from him for all eternity in hell. Jeremiah 5, 21 says, Hear this now, O foolish people, without understanding, who have eyes and see not, and who have ears and hear not. Ezekiel 12, 2 says, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see, but does not see, and ears to hear, but does not hear, for they are a rebellious house. Matthew 13, verse 15 says, For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. 
The people on the paved road who were walking, running, and riding bikes had no idea of the disaster that laid ahead of them. There were so many people on this road I couldn't count them. This road was so wide that 50 people could stand side by side at arm's length apart and still couldn't have touched the sides of this road. This is the way non-believers live every day of their lives. They are oblivious to the road ending ahead of them. Everyone has a day that has been picked by God that will be their last. They could be very old. My grandpa passed away at 94. Or they could be very young. My stepson passed away at 24. None of us know when our last day on this earth will be. But we can trust in God to take us to heaven if we accept his son, Jesus Christ, as our personal Lord and Savior. Don't be like these people on the wide road that continue to fall off the cliff one by one. Ask Christ to come into your heart and to be your Lord and Savior. Walk this narrow, grassy path with me. That will, that will eventually lead to our heavenly home, forever residing with God. Don't keep your eyes closed. Don't keep your ears closed. Continue and to continue to follow the many. Open your eyes and open your ears to Christ and come walk with us that are few on this narrow path. If you keep your eyes closed and you keep your ears closed to Christ, you're going to continue on that wide road with that with that pavement and as you're riding your bike or you're jogging along with no no trip ups and no no bumps in the road or anything and you think that life is just going along so great that you have nothing to worry about and then before you know it your day has come and your life is over none of us not one person unless you're dying of a, of a disease or of cancer and you know that you could go at any day. Maybe someone then would wake up and say, today could be my last day. But as healthy people who go about our lives, I don't wake up and look and say, oh, today could be my last day. I don't think that. I get up. I have to get ready for work. I have to go to work and do my job. I come home. I eat supper, I hang out with my husband, I do my classwork because I'm in, I'm in college full time, and, and I pray and I read the word, and I don't think that, oh, well, today could be my last day, and I didn't think that way when I was not serving Christ. I was more into, what am I going to do today? Who am I going to hang out with today? I didn't think about eternity. And not many of us think about eternity every day. Unless, like I said, you have a terminal illness, such as cancer or something. Then you may get up and say, today could be my last day. But for most people, we don't do that. So if we open our eyes to Christ, and if we walk this narrow path, we will still have issues in life to deal with. We will still have trials to go through. 
But when we walk with Jesus Christ, you will find it's easier to get through life with him than without him. If there's anyone listening today and you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I invite you to do this today. Because tomorrow could be your last. Or later this afternoon could be your last. No one knows the hour or time that they are going, that their number is going to be called and they have to go into eternity, whether it's with Christ and into heaven or without Christ and into hell. You know, some people will say, I have so many more years to live. I'm very young. I have many more years to go. I'll serve Christ a little later in my life. I'll do that a little later. I don't need to do that now. But then you have children that are dying in their late teens, early 20s, early 30s. You, you don't know when your number's going to come up. I hope to live to be in my 90s like my grandpa. But my dad only lived to 58. Nobody knows exactly how long anyone is going to be here. It's better to serve Christ now and to be ready. That way when your number's called, you're like, let's go, God. I'm ready to go to heaven where the streets are gold. Sit beside the crystal sea. Look upon the mansion that you built for me. Sit and talk to Moses and Abraham and Isaac and sit at the feet of Jesus and just thank him and praise him for dying on the cross for my soul so that I can live with him for all eternity because he did not have to do it. The Bible says he could have called down tens of thousands of angels at any time to get him out of this situation that he was put in. He had that power. He was 100% man, but he was 100% God. He had that power to do that when Satan was tempting him. In the wilderness for 40 days, he said, you can make this stone bread. Make it bread. And Jesus is like, you live you do not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus knew that he could, at any time, pull out of what God had him to do. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was praying so hard that his sweat became as drops of blood, and you know, that could happen. Scientifically, they have proven it could happen. But he was praying so hard. He was in agony and he was in stress and he was praying, God, if this cup can pass from me, pass it from me. But not my will, but thy will be done. In other words, he was telling God if there was another way that this could be done and he could maybe not have to go to the cross, that that would be, that'd be fine. But he was saying, not my will, but your will, Lord God, be done. 
because he wanted the will of his father done. And he knew in his heart that the only way he could save us was by dying on that cross. If you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, I ask you to pray this prayer with me with your whole heart. Mean it with your heart. And he will hear you. Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean as white as snow. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Guide my path. Show me what you would have me to do, Lord Jesus. Help me to be the person you've created me to be. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Take control of my life. I believe you're the Son of God and that you died on the cross and that you rose three days later and you're alive in heaven today with the Father. Save me from the pits of hell. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with your heart, he knows it. And you're a part of the family of God. Find a good Bible-based church. Get in and start serving others. Email me at westsideministries at cox.net. Westsideministries at cox.net. And let me know that you received Christ. Let me know that you're a part of this amazing family and get on this narrow path with us and let the trees shade your walk as God covers you with his love and his protection as he holds you up with his righteous right hand. I pray you all have an, a wonderful, amazing day in the Lord. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.